very complicated pathway uh, forward from here, but you know, yeah, yeah. we'll see. Fingers crossed. Um, so yeah, speaking of complicated pathways forward, surgery the sur- the my my surgery was uh, a breeze. Apparently, the the doctor. First of all, my doctor was great, and he was right on top of it um, the entire time. Um, nice. Was like, oh yeah, like I went in there and I cleaned up as much as I possibly could, and like you're going to be in the best shape you can going forward. Uh, which I ended up catching MJ up on this, and MJ was like, oh yeah, well, we're going to be going back to uh, Whistler next January, so maybe that can be on like your. Uh, Maybe that can motivate you. So I am now motivated beyond anything in addition to being like, oh, I want to be able to keep up with my nephew after just spending a couple of weeks like chasing after him through a jungle paradise. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely like squatting down on the beach to look for seashells and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, my knee hurts bad. And I'm really excited to not have my knee hurt that way anymore. but also, this is going to like, I'm kind of using this as an excuse, John. I'm going to be a buff boy. Like, I'm going for like full buff version of myself. Like, not by the summer, but I want to be like getting into like buffness as the, uh, as the summer, as we reach the solstice. That is my plan. Mm-hmm. I, like, Mid-June, I want to be like, oh, I'm in like some of the best shape I've ever been in. And I'm like running and swimming and doing all the things that having a bad knee has prevented me from doing uh up until this point so i'm i think i've i think i've got a clear path forward and i'm going to rehab myself so aggressively not too aggressively but so aggressively uh and then we can both be like flexing by the summer because when you have your pt I, i imagine you're going to get like Arnold Schwarzenegger style swole uh, from your, your physical therapy too. I mean, that's, that's the only way, you know, for me, that's the, that's my, that's my precise vision. You just, uh, you just nailed it. Um, And we can, yeah. And we can do the uh, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. We can do the, uh, the, the handshake, when yep. we when we see each other from a distance, <laughs> admire each other's swollenness, yeah, <laughs> and uh, give each other like a giga a giga chad clap, yes, uh, yes. Yep. Um, so yeah, speaking of of buffness and everything, there was some uh, there was some F one news um, that related to the buffness factor, and it was Oof. Uh, Oof. Log- Logan Sargent uh, has gained five kilos uh, over the over the course of the the winter break, which I think is like three pounds or something like that. Like it's not that much. Uh, no, right? it's, it's ki- kilos go the other, other way. way. Kilos oh, would be like, way. that would be like 10 pounds. Like if it was oh, five wow. kilos, okay. it might be maybe, so maybe he only gains like two kilos or something like that. Cause that would like throw off the entire dynamics of, of everything yeah. that would, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, but, uh, that, that's a, that's an American off season, right? I there was gonna say it's <laughs> like, a very American off season. Yes, yes. Um, Will Buxton was throwing out like, "Oh yeah, I also gained five kilos over the the break, and it's because of my love of wine and chocolate and cheese." Uh, so very, 
very Will Buxton-esque response to that. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into it, Johnny. Since we're talking F1 and we're talking F1 news, maybe we should get into our F1 podcast. Let's do it. Welcome to the F1 Files, folks. This is our Formula One podcast. It's just a couple of best friends who have loved this sport forever and will continue to love it even when it does not love us back. I am one of those hosts. My name is Corey Willis. I'm a writer-actor improviser out here in Los Angeles, California. And this is John Lepore, creative consultant designing the future for film, technology, and automotive. Um, all right. We've got We've got all sorts of things happening this week. We Corey, what's the what's the breakdown? What do we have ahead of us this episode? Okay, so um, as promised, um, before all the news broke about Lewis Hamilton, we were like, oh yeah, we're going to have some big changes on the F1 files. We're going to do, like, we're going to change up the format and all this other stuff. Um, and that's that's what we're doing. We're, we're going to uh, lay out what we've got for you, and then we're going to deliver on that promise. So uh, up first, <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, Johnny's Trash Corner. Uh, Johnny's yes, Trash Corner very which important. will cover uh, this week's news uh, about Christian Horner and all the implications about his potential resignation or firing. Uh, and then that will tip nicely into Corey's conspiracy closet, which is just chock full of red string and, uh, and metal colanders <laughs> and tinfoil. Uh, flickering uh fluorescent lighting yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh, and then we are going to talk about the news of the week the technical uh news which is surrounding the car launches that we saw um in the interim since we last spoke with y'all uh so yeah let's let's get into it johnny uh for, first and foremost we want to put this out there that the the concerns and the claims around Christian Horner, we are going to absolutely roast Christian because he deserves it. But that said, <laughs> we want to make sure that we are we're we're saying out loud and openly acknowledging the fact that there is a victim in this uh in this entire saga. And it is a female employee uh at Red Bull. She's in middle management and Red Bull has not released her name in order to protect her identity and protect her existence. Uh, so as, as much as we want to clown on Christian Horner, there is someone who absolutely deserves justice and deserves to be heard and deserves to be respected. Uh, and I hope that she gets everything that she is asking for. Um, so that said, let's jump into this clown fest. That is Christian Horner. Johnny, oh, what's boy. the news? What, what, All what, right, what, so... what happened? Uh, probably, uh, about a day after our last episode record, mm -hmm. it filtered out that Christian was being investigated and I forget the terms that are now being used. It started, you know, as, as these things do, it started as a fuzzy rumor that is developed yeah. much more clarity around it in the following day or days. Um, but effectively it sounds as though. Christian has been not kind to someone mm -hmm. within the team, which is it is uh, it 
controlling uh controlling behavior i think is like the accusation uh like unreasonable controlling behavior or something along those lines um which yeah. is a still a pretty vague way of describing almost any potential mm-hmm. manner of you know abusive yeah. behavior that yeah. is also tied into the work environment um so you know i don't want to get too deep into speculating like what what happened or what's going on there i think the the real thing that matters to the formula 1 community is that it sounds like well if any of this is proven to be true which mm-hmm. the rumors are that there is hard evidence and it is going to be very very hard to navigate yeah. away from any of this it would sound as though uh this is going to lead end up in christian horner leaving red bull and yeah. effectively being disgraced from yes. uh from red bull entirely which is insane to have yes. that happen amongst all of the other existing shakeups that we have and you know what can i say we're in johnny's trash corner you know mm-hmm. this is the kind of trashy behavior that results in these sort of results so yes. uh you know uh i think there's a lot of common sentiment of couldn't happen to a nicer guy truly um, it literally could not happen to a nicer person um the world would actually, not allow you, it to happen i always i always think of that statement as <laughs> being sarcastic in yes. a way but yes. actually if it, it, it it's it's actually just on its surface it's a totally true sort of statement yep. of like if you were if you were if you were a nicer better person this wouldn't happen to you. you this, get there's no this way it could happen. Yeah, yeah. The reason yeah. you're in this trouble is because you were very much not a nice person. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, this is a father ooh. of three, I think. A father of three or two. I don't know how many children he has. I think it's. I think I remember two children being pretty dismissive of him during one of the Drive to Survive episodes, um, and then. Uh, his wife married to a, to a very, to an incredibly respectable public figure. Someone who has, she was a spice girl. She was a spice girl. She has infinite more public goodwill towards Mm -hmm. her. And presumably is a, is a, also a nicer human being than Christian Horner himself. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, whatever sad sad sort of thing that you know somebody in a very privileged position makes mm-hmm. a boneheaded you know error like this but i don't know even even describing it like that makes it sound like you know oh it's an error of judgment or an accident or something but i think you would you would probably yeah. expect that there's there's much more going on here all right whatever i'm dwelling on the personal aspects of this let's get straight into what does this all mean? I mean, Christian leaving the team means mm-hmm. they've lost an important figurehead at the team. They've lost Make of that one of the will. founders of Red Bull Racing. I mean, he has yeah. been the team principal since the founding of Red Bull Racing. So and it's, it's the, is the longest standing team principal in the paddock. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know about historically, but he probably is one of the longest serving team principals in the history yep. of the sport. Um, it's bananas. I mean, it truly is bananas. Um, 
the the whole so one of the things that like really has stuck out to I think all of us who are not Red Bull fans is the fact that a lot of this news has come from the Red Bull camp that like I'm looking at a tweet here from Red Bull uh, RBR News, our uh, Red Bulletin on Twitter, uh, and it references an F1Insider.com uh, article, and it like fully says the manner of the alleged coercion is incompatible with modern morals. The accusations are specifically <sighs> about are still not publicly known, so they still don't know who is the victim of this, but they're just like openly saying from within the Red Bull camp, like if these allegations are true, they are completely unacceptable based on our modern understanding of human interaction. Like that is of, just of reality. It's incompatible like, with current day reality. Uh, that, that's crazy. Yeah. And also in this, the the next line down is ex Formula One boss Bernie Eccleston has also intervened and advised Horner to resign from Team Boss in order to avoid further public damage of himself and his family. However, he continues to deny all accusations and refuses to resign. Now, Bernie Eccleston stood by Max Mosley after yeah. the Nazi orgies. Okay. Yeah. He, he stood by Max Mosley when there was Oof. photographic evidence of Max Mosley attending a sex party that was focused and themed on mid 1930s German culture, which is the way that Mosley tried to describe it. <laughs> Meanwhile, his dad like tried to get Hitler like accepted within the British Parliament and all this other yeah. stuff. So it's like if Bernie oh. Eccleston is going like, dude, you need to resign. That's the reference point is he literally didn't tell one of his best friends to resign after he was caught at a Nazi orgy. So to that end, I mean, I'm surprised that and wow. we know Red Bull corporate, not Red Bull racing, but Red yeah. Bull corporate have been stepping mm -hmm. in and have been leading the internal investigation here. I'm almost surprised that they haven't already said, OK, let's get this guy out of here, because currently where we're at is. We know yeah. that they've received a statement from Christian. They interviewed him extensively. And for now hours. it was like for a hours, six yeah. hour long investigation. Also, this was after they had already interviewed various other team members, including Adrian Newey was someone who offered testimony in these hearings. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a hard Let's, turn yeah, into the conspiracy yep. closet in in yep. thirty seconds. Um, yep, yep. So, the current state of it is that they've done that interview with Christian. Mm -hmm. I believe next they intend to interview the victim, mm -hmm. which we we do not know necessarily when that will happen, but it's expected it will take at least a week before yeah. that can be arranged. And then perhaps uh, there's intent to then re-interview Christian again. And so currently... What this is saying is that Christian, in theory, is staying in place. Yeah. Through the reveal of yeah. the Red Bull car, which will be is happening. Is he going to be at uh, the car reveal? Is he going to be there? Almost uh, definitely what? not. They can't. What? They can't have him there. You can't right? Have like they him can't. There. No. That would be a hot mess. But could also be continuing 
all the way through to the first race of the season, which yeah. is a little more than two weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is, in, in as far as unprecedented, we've had a lot of unprecedented things happen in F1 just in the past two weeks. The fact that a team principal is under investigation for potentially sexual misconduct and sexual harassment, and it's going to overlap with not just like one car reveal, they already had the V-carb like the the racing yep. bulls reveal. So it's already like Red Bull has already started their media campaign for this season. Um we'll get into the V carb reveal as well. Um I'm still not totally comfortable calling it V carb uh, w- whatever. But the fact that Christian Horner is going to have to be interviewed by media. Yep. Before this is all over is just it is absolutely scintillating like i cannot wait to see him attempt his smarminess during an interview and how much how many acrobatic feats he will have to undergo in order to escape an interview without revealing any new information uh i just i don't see it being possible um but i am very excited to watch him attempt it yep uh all right, God. so let's, turning let's... the corner into mm-hmm. from the trash corner into <laughs> the darkest corner of the trash corner, which would be Corey's conspiracy closet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the thing that I have found the most fascinating out of all of this is that there are rumors that mm-hmm. within Red Bull period, Christian has already made himself unwelcome yes. amongst the team which Ev- amongst every single person on the team amongst everyone do you know how hard that like checo was the last person to go like just had dinner with the boss like that's the last post in re- yep. it, that's positive in reference to christian horner and it's just literally like Checo went over to his boss's place to hopefully maintain his seat for another year. Like that's not a positive story. So a few months back, we Mm -hmm. talked about this interview um, late last fall, this interview on uh, Dax Shepard's F1 Mm -hmm. podcast with Christian Horner, where Christian was just spilling tea left and right and like just sounded like he was just having a giddy old time talking about intimate private encounters that nobody would want discussed and seemed to be doing it all for like his own benefit of like, look at me, I'm the puppet master, I'm in control of Danny Rick's career, I'm the one that's breathing down Checo's neck, I'm, you know, doing all of these different things. Look at look at me. Aren't yeah. I in charge of things so much to the extent that I'm just going to tell you directly about all these private things? Yeah. Because I'm so in charge that I don't even have to worry about how insulted people will be by me bandying about with, with this sort of nonsense. And I'm not saying that that interview was like a 
turning point or or anything to me it just spoke to the level of respect that he had for those surrounding him in yes. this team as as collaborators in relationship to his role as the big boss yeah and it would seem as though this is all imploding inwards on him um I who are it. probably the most central figures and i know there's there is one figure that you and i are both very interested in but there's probably two other figures that are most central to red bull culture at this point uh so i'd say well one there's helmet marco there's helmet marco there's the man who not like we we openly have said we do not like helmet marco he's a racist he's a bigot he's from the old guard of f1 that really truly needs to go away as well but i guess he's had major run-ins with helmet marco um that was the whole thing when helmet marco was interviewed about like oh are you gonna step down um like what what's 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 to be done there at red bull and helmet marco referred to christian horner as mr horner and was like i'll be leaving whenever i want Mr. Horner has nothing to do with that responsibility or nothing to do with that Mm. decision. Uh, So right there, it was like, hmm, that sounds a little weird that Helmut Marko and Christian Horner are are at odds. But apparently, Christian Horner is pissed off Jos Verstappen. I'm not saying Jos Verstappen is someone who it's like impossible to piss off. He's actually quite easy to piss off. Um, There are multiple court documents that can... Uh, relay that story he's a very easy person to piss off he's a monster and an abuser um but also he doesn't like christian horner and it sounds like max has also sided with helmet marco yep like like my guy you have no allies left and apparently before like everyone was like oh well adrian newey has this like this deal in his contract where if they get rid of Christian Horner, then Adrian Newey can leave as well. And then it came out that like Adrian Newey was also one of the people who testified against, uh, apparently, uh, allegedly gave evidence against Christian Horner in this controlling and coercive uh, uh, charge. So I does, does he have any allies, John? Are there any allies at Red Bull for Christian Horner? It does not sound like it. It doesn't sound good. Uh, it sounds no. like everyone will be happy to see him forced out of the team. It seems yep. that the fact that he hasn't left already would imply that he'll leave kicking and screaming. But exactly, uh, it exactly. won't be. You know, it, it it certainly won't be left up to him. Um, yeah. And probably all right. And so you know, the idea would be that. Post Christian Horner, the identity mm-hmm. of Red Bull remains with Helmet Marco and Max Verstappen, who end up being these, you know, and there's uh, there's been discussion about someone high up in the ranks of like Red Bull corporate who would be sent in yes. to like manage the team, which I, I honestly am not up to speed on fully. But no, to me, it no. just sounds like someone who will be trying to, you know, uh, get a grip on the reins that are around basically max and helmet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think would be the most interesting other chess piece move that could result from all of this? Well, 
it seems as though the technical right the technical designer i believe of the uh of the red bull um the most recent red bull cars um like part of the, part of people worrying about um dan fallows leaving red bull and going to aston martin and then seeing what the aston martin did this past year was like uh-oh we've got we like uh that that's that's like adrian newey's like right hand man um was mm-hmm. was dan fallows uh who was underneath him as the aerodynamic lead but then we've got the car designer um what was his first name uh so this is pierre washay it's pierre washay uh and this man is allegedly looking at moving to ferrari and the reason why he might be moving to Ferrari is because his best friend in all of F1 is Loic Serra. So one of his best mm. friends used to work for Mercedes with like vehicle design. And like there's like reports of like uh Vache and Sarah just like standing over in the corner of the paddock in the smoking section just like hammering cigarettes because i guess that they're both smokers <laughs> so like they just like hang out and smoke together it's and funny. just they don't sound like they would be smokers no 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 uh loic sarah and uh pierre vache no 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 way yeah. um but yeah apparently these two <laughs> these two frenchmen i think loic sarah is french as well um maybe he's not but he sounds very french uh Apparently, they just like hang out and smoke cigarettes at every F1 weekend. So this is like a huge issue because there is a good chance that like uh, uh, rumors came out that there was a no poaching clause within Hamilton's contract, which basically means he cannot turn to Peter Bonington. Happy birthday, Bono. um, uh, Or Andrew Shovlin and go like, hey, I'm going to. I'm going to go to another team. If you guys want to start looking at other teams, then like maybe you should. Like he's not even allowed to do that apparently. But the fact that Loic Sarah and Pierre Vache are like really good friends and Vache is coming from Red Bull, like Mercedes has no say over that whatsoever. So the fact that like they're hemorrhaging talent at Mercedes now um, and will continue to hemorrhage talent. Uh, I can't imagine that Shove and Bono don't both go over to Ferrari. Why wouldn't they go to Ferrari with Hamilton? They are the people who have like facilitated his rise to uh, to yep. dominance at Mercedes. Why wouldn't they then just pivot and go to Ferrari? Even if it is like a gardening leave thing where they're like, oh, well, at like the second race of the season – shove and bono go like actually we are going on gardening leave because we're moving to a new team next year now yeah sure that would suck for lewis but also john i have this nagging feeling that lewis is going to win a world drivers championship this year like i have this feeling that it's that He's going to win number eight this year, and then he's going to go to Ferrari, have a relatively good first year, and then maybe come back and win another title with Ferrari. So I truly do believe that Lewis is going to be a factor this year. Um, 
All right. So that's interesting. Yeah. And I want to, yeah. and I want to circle right back to that. I do love the idea of Ferrari just out of, you know, the, the Hamilton going to Ferrari, mm-hmm. turning Ferrari into this like Statue of Liberty esque beacon that is just yeah. like, hey, Everybody out there, anyone that's even remotely unhappy with anything going on in any aspect of your life, come to Ferrari. Yes. We're all going to get together and we're going to we're going to have the most incredible dynamic team that mm-hmm. has ever existed in the history of Formula One. And, you know, come aboard. 2026 is going to be insane but we'll but the yes. party starts the party starts next year 2025 yeah. we'll start we'll start warming up we'll start decorating the place it's going to be great yeah and so i mean there's even you know there's been feverish speculation about like does adrian newey go to ferrari mm-hmm. and whatnot which uh i mean i i will happily Oh, please. Uh, you know, please. Uh, yes. smoke my my grant this wish crack pipe um, and and hope hope yes. that 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 happens, even though that may that may not be in the cards. And it may it may even this business with Christian Horner may also mean that, like, now Nui is the de facto, you know, icon of Red yeah. Bull. But I don't know. I sense that Nui doesn't want that. Like, I sense that Nui's like a. I just want yeah. to be over here in the corner doodling sailboats and occasionally race cars and, yes. you know, yes. but regardless, that's, that's something interesting. And so all of this also ties into this other thing that came out this week, which mm-hmm. was the sort of like anti poaching rules that are in place uh, mm-hmm. or the clause that is a part of Hamilton's contract, which would say that Hamilton is forbidden from, you know, coercing current team members at Mercedes to follow him to any other team in this case, obviously Ferrari. That is fascinating, but I also like, like, it's not like it's the end of the season and Hamilton's like announcing like, Oh, guess what? In three months, I'm going to be in a different car surprise. And then we go into the off season. It's just going to be a full season of Hamilton working closely, intimately with everyone on the Mercedes team. And so I don't know that there will be any opportunity because these, these sort of terms, these sort of clauses. Yeah are all based on like, well, Hamilton would have to sit there and be like, let's sit down and have a meeting and I'm going to ask you to come and join me elsewhere. And there's so many other ways around just, you know, Hamilton being like, we enjoy working together. And then the next day they get a call from Ferrari human resources or or whatnot, right? Well, also John Elkin (sighs) has openly been like, we are going to do everything we can yeah. to make Lewis's transition from Mercedes to Ferrari as seamless as is humanly possible. We are yep. honoring all of his requests. And it's like, well, I bet since Hamilton can't necessarily talk to Mercedes staff, he could very easily send a text message to John Elkin with someone's initials. Literally yeah. just someone's initials. And then all John Elkin has to do is go like, okay, who's who's on the Mercedes payroll? Oh, look, these initials line up. Oh, look, 
it just so happens to be Mercedes head of trackside engineering whose initials line up with this. And you know what? We've got enough money well, I mean, to even, throw at this person. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even Hamilton shouldn't, shouldn't be forbidden from talking to Ferrari about who he would like. That should be, exactly. that should be fair game. It is absolutely so it's, fair game. Yep. But, but then on top of it, like is Mercedes going to spend this entire season being like, everyone must stay at least 32 <laughs> centimeters away from Lewis Hamilton at all times. Yes. Nobody is to speak, you know, with Lewis Hamilton outside, you know, when he has his helmet off or, yeah. or whatnot, like it's, it's. Yep. So I, there's going to be, mean, there's. But that's the thing though, John is like, these are, it's not, it's been, I mean, from the fandom perspective, it's been proven vociferously over the past couple of weeks that like, oh, no, we're mostly not Mercedes fans. We were ha- Hamilton fans, first and foremost. Sure. Yeah. And he just happened to drive for Mercedes, so we were default Mercedes fans as well. Like, I don't think anyone in any of those garages yeah. has ever gone like, no, no, my allegiance is to this team, regardless of how competitive it is, regardless of yep. who's driving for it, regardless of who is the person sitting next to me. I don't care. I am a Mercedes person through and through. It's like, no, no, you want to be where the people are. <laughs> you want to be where all of the talent is. And if all the talent is migrating to one team, it doesn't matter if you got three kids in good schools in England. You're taking them to the Italian countryside and getting them private tutors. Like that is what's happening. It, you want to yeah. be a part of the best team with the best personnel. You're going to go. I'd, it doesn't matter. I'd like to imagine that we could like reclaim the term uh, red wave yes. and just say that there's, <laughs> you know, there's going to be a red wave of yes. personnel, Mm-hmm. of fans of media attention of everything headed uh-huh. towards ferrari let's let's reappropriate red wave Ooh. and also red wedding let's call this it'll be the ah, red wedding i like uh, that i like that where they're all they're all wedding to get you know they're all getting married and signing contracts that's saying uh till well, i would think i would think the red part. the red wedding would be more the other teams getting like hacked <laughs> to pieces like okay, getting yep. slaughtered yep. And basically, yep. like it's like you know the first the first decapitation is Christian Horner, and then it just uh-huh. spirals from there yeah, across yep. the entire uh, across the entire paddock. Um, yep. All right, amazing stuff. Uh, let's let's rinse off a little bit of our trash and mm-hmm. conspiracy cobwebs and turn towards some of the direct news that we've seen unfold this yes. week. We have had cars revealed. Left and right. I don't even at this point remember the order in which they've been revealed. We've seen the Alpine. Mm -hmm. We've seen the V-Carb. Jesus Christ. We've seen (laughs) uh, the the Kick Sauber. uh, And just hours ago, we saw the new Aston. Um, Let's start with uh, Alpine. Anything that caught your eye or, or got you excited there? Uh, not much. Um, I, I'm the the car looks fine. Um, the, it looks like some of the suspension. I think that they changed some of the the outboard suspension components. Um, unfortunately, they did. They like 
kind of kick themselves squarely in uh, in the crotch uh, by being like, oh, and let's go to the video to see our pink livery reveal. Uh, and then right. the pink livery reveal was just like the tiniest bit more pink than there was on the blue reveal, which also was not blue. It was yep. carbon fiber black. Um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a disappointment as far as livery goes, but I mean, apparently Alpine has received another investment. Um, and also their the temporary, um, team principal, uh, I can't remember what his name is. It starts with a B, um, but he is sticking around this year. Uh, for the rest of this year like there's no he's like oh no i'm happy to be team principal i'm happy to get like our corporate structure back to where it needs to be because we really need to have a banner year because at the end of this year esteban Ocon's contract is up and esteban Ocon is managed by toto wolf he is one of toto wolf's drivers he's a mercedes junior driver and Although Ocon has been like, I'm committed to driving for Alpine, he has not said, like, I would never leave here. Uh, And the same goes for Pierre Gasly. Uh, Pierre Gasly was rumored to be one of the people who was being looked at for a replacement for Carlos Sainz if Lewis Hamilton didn't take the, the contract. So I think Alpine really needs to show up and have, like, a solid year this year and start off with a bang and not just go like, "Eh, Oh, well Um, they've apparently said like, we're willing to take engine penalties. We're willing to uh, have our car, uh, our engines blow up and take grid penalties because we want to push as hard as we can for performance. So that's not necessarily a change in tune. That's pretty much what Alpine was doing like up until last year. Like that's right. why Fernando Alonso left the team is because he retired the car so many times, not of his own fault. So I don't know how much I believe in that. Um, did you see anything from that Alpine reveal, John, that, that, that caught your eye? Uh, not particularly other than it's just, you know, continuing this trend of all of the cars getting more and more, uh, black, or I should yeah. say having less and less paint or decals or, you know, colored yeah. spaces on the car, uh, presumably all as a weight savings yeah. effort, which at some point I feel like the governing body of the sport is going to have to like step in and be like, no, we can't have 20, yeah black carbon fiber cars yeah racing down the track like we have to require yeah. everyone to use a minimum amount of pigment or like or what percentage on, on these of cars the yeah. car yeah like that needs that i i john i think that is probably the only recourse that's going to work is if the governing body does come in and just go hey look you got to have 75 percent of your car painted with your team colors you have to we're, we can't do mm-hmm. this anymore. Um, and I agree. I do agree. Uh, this also was an issue with the kick, uh, the kick Sauber, which yep. I said I was going to be polite about this and nice about this, but I'm not, John. I hate the scheme. I hate the livery. <laughs> I hate that neon green. I saw it shakedowns. They, they like shook the car down and it also doesn't look good on track. Like the green is even 
somehow uglier than it was under just like regular studio lighting. Um, yeah, it's just really, really disappointing. It like they went for like a geometric livery design on a car with swooping angles. It just looks looks bad to me. Uh, how about you, John? Where where are you at with? The I uh, you know one. I I welcome that there's at least like visibly distinct color variation from yeah. some of the other cars. It's this like shock green not full-on it's like almost neon green it's like mm-hmm. somewhere between kermit and neon green yeah and black carbon fiber you sent me a picture of like a bunch of power tools uh like a screen walmart power tools <laughs> like the kind of like battery powered power tools that you get heavily yeah, yeah. discounted at walmart yeah. that are yeah. black and green like it's a perfect sponsorship opportunity wait just waiting to happen but yeah it looked it looked exactly like the cheap the cheap power tools pretty much also apparently kick uh is it's a casino it's a gambling site uh so yeah uh so uh salber is a swiss uh is owned by the swiss uh based in switzerland and there's no license for the casino in switzerland um so like they've run into immediate branding issues uh with this so now it's like uh or no it's stake is the it's uh, it's stake is the yeah is the is the online gambling uh sponsor which yeah it's gonna cause some issues and what is kick is kick like a esports thing or is it a crypto thing or what is it so kick is the platform that um right-wingers and conservatives when they get kicked off of twitch for saying awful things or racist things or sexist things or or homophobic or islamophobic or like any of the things that you get kicked off of twitch for kick goes like oh you're a content creator you need a streaming platform come on over to us we don't really have an issue with those rules so that's who kick is um, yeah, not a great, okay. not great. Um, but also I guess maybe perfectly great for the, the, the world renowned, um, uh, the Swiss who are like, Hey, we don't get involved. <laughs> um, yep. so I guess kick is kind of a perfect. Aye, aye, aye. All right. Well, this all them. becomes, Ugh. I mean, this is all fleeting anyways, this car, yeah. Uh, probably towards the end of the season, the paint will all start peeling off like a yes. like a candy bar wrapper, and you'll just yes. see Audi underneath <laughs> everything. Um, I thought you were going to go for like a snake molting its skin, but you're like, no, nah, just like a gross candy wrapper with like, yeah, 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 of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, let's let's swap over to a livery that I adored. I adore this livery because it does look like the Toro Rosso livery. Um, I really appreciate the racing bulls, the V carb, the visa cash app racing, the visa cash app racing bulls. (laughs) Yeah. Just flows off the tongue so easily. Uh, a terrible name, but, uh, in my opinion, a fantastic livery. Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the livery. I like that there's paint on a car. (laughs) 
that's that's really cool to see paint on one of these cars that isn't offensive to my eyes uh what did what did you think johnny yeah it, it definitely looks exactly like the toro raw so it also just reminded me like oh yeah like the, neither of these teams have had a car that actually look like a can of red bull for a while yeah. and this car looks kind of like a can of red bull a little That's bit appropriate yeah looks yeah. uh you know looks saturated and vivid and and whatnot to me i'm i'm on board i'm with it yeah yeah. Uh, so there is something that's important to mention here technically with the racing bulls. Um, at the end of last year, I guess midway through last year, they had a shareholder meeting and they were like, hey, you need to take the maximum allotment from the Red Bull because the Red Bull is a car that is winning and you guys have access to all that. And now mm-hmm. the Visa Cash app Red Bulls, um, I'm just going to call them Red Bulls because they're just, they are Red Bulls um, because they have taken the front suspension the outboard elements, and then as Craig Scarborough pointed out, the inboard elements, which are maybe even more important, which are the dampening springs and the rocker arms uh, and the actual compression of the suspension, all the stuff that Red Bull worked tediously on to make the RB19 as dominant as it is, these Visa Cash App Red Bulls now have access to that and are now rocking Mm -hmm. all of that. So... Uh, I think one of the things that was said was like, we are now targeting like top five finishes. Uh, so uh-huh. this, yeah. So, I mean, and I would say they have the same exact tech. They have some, pretty much all the aero design off of the front suspension elements are going to be similar to what the RB19 was. And the RB19 was running races by 30 seconds last year. So if and they got they got two killers in the car too so exactly exactly uh who are really really impressive drivers both have been really good in the sport both have driven for this company before both have driven uh not for their new team principal their new team principal is the he was the former performance guy at ferrari i think the mustachioed uh kind of salt and pepper glasses wearing dude mm-hmm. you'd see yep, on the yep. Ferrari wall. Um, so he is now fully invested with them. Um, so I think that they, we're going to see some pretty impressive finishings from the Alpha Tauri this year. Um, uh, and it's going to be hard to not call them the Alpha Tauri. So that's why I'm going to continue to maybe call them that or the Red Bulls, the racing Red Bulls or whatever. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Um, which leaves us to the last reveal, Johnny, which is the Aston Martin. Now, I know it's brand yeah, new. I've, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've barely even absorbed the new Aston Martin. What was what was your take? Uh, it's green. It looks almost identical to the, to the car uh, that they yep. put together last year. Um, Mike Crack uh, and Dan Fallows have both admitted to the fact that this is an evolution of the Aston Martin from last year. Uh, And if it is an evolution of the Aston Martin from last year, then this is going to be a very competitive car, uh, especially with Fernando Alonso behind the wheel of it. Um, So the thing that they changed on this are the, they created, basically they, uh, 
oh, there are a couple of things that this reveal kind of hinted at. Uh, one was they changed their suspension. So their front end suspension is now pull rod suspension uh, from the front end. So everyone's kind of copying the Red Bull uh, from last year mm. to be like, oh, well, pull rod in the front, anti-dive elements uh, in, in the front and rear suspension are going to make these ground effect cars hug the road a little bit better under load uh, and on the straightaways. So that's a big change that we saw. It also looks like they have a push rod suspension in the rear. And this is big news because they get all of those components from Mercedes, which means that Mercedes has changed their rear suspension setup as well. Uh, unless Aston Martin somehow took the time and effort to redevelop the rear suspension, but they have the chassis, not the chassis, but they have the engine and the, uh, the, the transmission from the Mercedes. So it kind of makes sense that they would have to design the rear suspension the same way that the Mercedes is going to. So it looks like we're going to have pull rod in the front for the Mercedes push rod in the back because that's what's on the AMR. Um, the other thing that showed up in this was the like the letterbox inlets on the side pods. Aston Martin has used their own uh, approach with this. So last year, towards the end of the season, they kind of made those thin like eye slits um, from the RB19 that the RB19 did and then had that steep undercut uh, underneath those side pods. Now, what Aston Martin has done this year is they have extended the under lip of that inlet so that it basically the inlet sits on top of the shelf now. And that shelf creates mm. even more dramatic undercut. So it activates the floor even more. So this is a departure uh, from what they were trying to do last year. Uh, and this is also a departure from any, like this is a huge signal to anyone who's like, Oh, it's just a green bull. They're just making a green bull. They are not just making a green bull. They are doing something different. They are using what works. They are taking what they can from their manufacturer, from the person they buy all their components from, and then they are adding their own aerodynamic elements that could potentially see the Aston Martin being competitive along with the McLarens, along with the Mercedes, along with the Ferrari, mm -hmm. right behind Red Bull. So... That's to me was a pretty good signal from Aston Martin being like, Hey, yeah, of course we wanted to emulate the design of a car that was successful, but we are taking other steps and we are taking our own initiative in order to make this not just as good as the car last year, but maybe better than last year's car, which would make it more competitive to the RB 20 or the DMZ one or whatever they're going to call the, the new Red Bull. Right. So that's what I'm seeing on Aston. First looks, John. What do you what do you what do you uh what do you think about that livery? It looks good. <laughs> it does. It really, really does. I mean we were we were in love I, with it last year and I love it again this year too. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I just I just like I I I think this is maybe the yep. most attractive of the current group of of F1 cars. Agreed. Uh, I do particularly like the the neon green stripe running across the side that seems yeah. almost like entirely independent of the contours of the body but like re reflects them really nicely. Uh yeah. it's just a it's just it's a, a terrific looking gorgeous. car for 
for whatever reason, you know, like I, I was never that drawn into the aesthetic appeal that F1 cars had in the, mm-hmm. in the modern era, at least not since like the nineties, like in the nineties, yeah. there's some gorgeous, sh- simple shapes that the cars had. And when they all started going super insect, super complex, super CFD optimized, yeah. um, they didn't, they didn't appeal, but this one, this one starts to tickle me. The it right does. Way. It really very, does. Very appealing. Yeah. And apparently, I mean, they did shakedowns with it at Silverstone. So those are renders that we're seeing from the car reveal. And then later on in the day, they took it, uh, Lance Stroll took it out for shakedowns and like a little bit of filming. And it looks even better on track. Like it looks even mm. more complex, but not in that like insecty way. Like in that like, oh, there are some curves on that car that I didn't realize were there from the renders. Uh, so yeah, it's looking, it's looking pretty damn sexy uh and also pretty racy and considering dan fallows was fully in charge of this car this year i have Mm -hmm. a lot of confidence in them uh to to do incredible work so yeah we've got just three cars left because the red bull is just going to be the same as last year like it's gonna look first of all the livery is 100 going to be the same it might have some different components on the aerodynamic side, but I can't imagine it's going to be that different just because why would you, why would you start from scratch when you had a car that was beating cars by 30 seconds at the end of last year? Why would you just start? I mean, it's Adrian. I mean, I mean, I have, I have to wonder if the entire Red Bull launch is just going to be the most like understated launch that we've ever seen. Like if it'll be on par with like the Haas launch this year. And instead of them being like, you know, a, a giant, you know, a double bladed helicopter is airlifting the car into the middle of a Mm -hmm. football field or whatnot. Instead, they're just like, uh, you know, uh, here it is. It's in a shed somewhere. Take a peek. Yeah, yep. there we go. That's the car. Less said about us, the better. There was something that was very funny that happened with the V carb uh, launch, which was there were like a couple of funny moments. One, the funniest moment is the overall uh, attack that the marketing department took. So they had uh, a live street, not a live streamed event. They had uh, an event that was not live streamed, that was under attended. There were very few people who went there. It was like a whole bunch of influencers that ended up going to it, uh, and then like a few like other sports stars. Um, so Kendrick Lamar performed to like a pretty small crowd, which yep. is like, eh, hey, if you got Kendrick Lamar performing, maybe like stream that. Maybe that will get like millions if not maybe a billion eyes onto your car launch right away because it is kendrick lamar um mm-hmm. and then also josh allen uh showed up who's like danny rick uh danny rick's like really good bo- uh, buddy uh josh allen's a football player um uh and <laughs> danny rick was afraid to like jump down off the stage and Josh oh, Allen. Yes, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, just come on, just jump into my arms, jump into my arms. And like from the stage, it looks like, oh, Danny Rick, just jump into his arms. What's the big deal? But there's another angle where it's like, oh no, 
Danny basically just like fell off the stage a few feet into another man's arms. And it is yep. delightful and very funny. Uh, and like delightfully emasculating, like in this way that like doesn't poke mm-hmm. fun at like a lack of masculinity, but like kind of celebrates the idea of like, hey, I'm just an F1 driver. Sure, I'm like a prime athlete, but like, I still need a big, strong man to help me get down off of a high place. And it was just really, really <laughs> cute and really, really funny. And I loved it. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was an interesting little tidbit from that, um, that they just totally botched. I mean, why wouldn't you live stream an event? For, I think it was from Vegas yeah. too. Like it. Yeah. Uh my uh my my favorite v my favorite meme coming out of it was uh an image of uh Daniel Ricardo, Yuki Sonoda and Kendrick Lamar and it just says, you know, dream blunt rotation. Yes. You know. That's uh, <laughs> Yes. And that is a dream blunt rotation. Um uh one last little uh bit of sniping uh here at the end of the pod. Um since this I think this car reveal was in Las Vegas. Uh, if it wasn't, I don't know where it was. Maybe it was New York. I thought it was Vegas. Anyways, the Super Bowl just happened in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I did not hear a single whisper about any Vegas locals being impacted negatively by the Super Bowl, which is like arguably the biggest sporting event in this country. Um, Not arguably it's other than the Indianapolis 500. It is the largest sporting event in the country. And the fact that like no one from Vegas was like, Hey, what are all these people here booking up all the hotels and closing down streets? Like, no, they didn't do any of that. In fact, no, no streets really needed to be closed. I don't think maybe a few did, but not the major thoroughfare, not the Vegas strip. So F1, you really need to take lessons from the NFL, which is absolutely nuts to say, but I think it's important. Um, Oh, one last thing about the Christian Horner thing. Apparently, Stefano Domenicali was summoned by Liberty to talk to Christian Horner to like Hmm. help to figure this out because Liberty is a huge company here in the U S and they are not willing to back someone, especially someone of note in their sport who is allegedly been up to some horrible things. Right. So the fact that Liberty reached out to Stefano and made Stefano like reach out personally to Christian Horner is like, dude, there's, I can't imagine Christian Horner is going to survive this. I'm excited to see him go kicking and screaming, but like, I don't know. I don't see how you survive this dude. I don't. It does (sighs) not, does not look good for Christian Horner and Hey, Sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, don't, oh. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what you can tell me. Could, 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 couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Exactly. <laughs> could not happen to a nicer guy. All right. Well, that's that. That gets everybody pretty much caught up with all the nonsense from this week and the sense from this week. Uh, John, 
where do you think the the stock is for F1 right now? Where where do you think we're at? Uh, I think the stock is shockingly high. Yeah. Uh, it was already pumped up by the Hamilton to Ferrari news, but this, uh, this just sort of, I think just this chaos, uh, continues a little bit of momentum and interest because there's, there's a lot of things that are going to change and, you know, uh, we should probably touch on this next week, but I think the big thing is going to be, well, does this totally destabilize yeah the hyper dominant red bull team for 2024 yeah we'll see let's let's get into that next week yeah on we'll the have pod. we'll have more news we certainly will have more news because for apparently sure. this these findings of this uh of this special counsel this special barrister um interview will be made public um probably unwillingly from Christian Horner's side, mm-hmm. but I think very quickly Red Bull is going to be like, look, we're doing everything that we should do. Look, we're not a bad company. We're not full of misogynist, racist, bigots, and homophobes. And it's like, well, Red Bull, you've kind of repeatedly shown us who you are. I mean, it's kind of cool that I guess you're standing up for one of your female employees, but I don't know. It does kind of feel like uh, inconsequential when it comes to the way that Red Bull is viewed in this sport and will continue to be viewed in this sport. Yep. All right, Johnny. Um, but yeah, I think the stock is through the, through the roof. Um, it's still through the roof somehow, miraculously. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. And it is going to continue because this coming week we've got Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, and I guess Red Bull revealing their livery as well. So we've got three real cars and one, Eh, who gives uh, any mm-hmm. yeah who cares about them um certainly not the drive to survive uh uh preview if you notice uh if you take a look at the trailer for drive to survive i haven't it, seen that yet i saw that it that it's out today it's it's out today it does not reference uh christian horner it does not reference red bull or max verstappen at all it just talks about all the other teams it's very funny it's very funny uh i mean without without question you know and i I texted this to you last week you know the last episode of drive to survive is going to you know close with some comments that were recorded you know shortly after the abu dhabi grand prix about like well next season we'll see how things go and then it's going to slowly fade to black and then there's going to be 15 minutes of like <laughs> on-screen text, like just like at the end of Animal House, where it tells you like what happened, what happened to all to the everyone? characters yeah. for the rest of their lives and whatnot. Yeah. And yep. it'll just be like, you know, like uh, seven weeks after this recording, Lewis Hamilton stunned everybody by going yep. to Ferrari and yep. blah, 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 blah. And it'll just keep, it'll keep going and going and going, explaining, you know. The Alpha Towers are guess, now known as the, uh, yeah. ca- the capitalist Text dogs. that fills up yeah. the rest of the <laughs> screen. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. be, uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, so where can the folks find you out there in the world and online? All right, you can track me down via my home base of johnnymotion.com and be sure to look me up on any of the social platforms to check out uh, the Formula One Apple Vision Pro uh, prototype that is still 
lighting the internet yeah. ablaze. Corey, Still, where can the folks find you? Um, they can track me down at CoreyPWillis.com or Burn Corey Burn on social media. Also, the F1 Files on Twitter and TikTok, and then the F1 Files Pod on Instagram. Uh, also, Johnny, can we get a current a current view count uh, or a current interaction count? Um, I, I believe it was in the tens of millions at this point. Is that is that correct? Okay, so including uh, my direct accounts um, across multiple platforms, and then also including other accounts that have reposted or reshared or discussed this concept in some manner, uh, we are, as of today, at, uh, and this is an estimate, um, mm-hmm. but it is no less than 53 million views oh gosh that is bananas um so it's a lot well, of, a lot of eyeballs yes well well earned absolutely justified but also still a brain-breaking number um just insane absolutely yeah, insane yeah yeah uh all right well folks you are going to catch up with us the next time just like we will catch up with you on the F1 Files. Oh, my God.